Check out the new album by Winnipeg country singer Sean Burns. It Takes Luck to Get the Best of Me is currently sitting at number one on the Earshot Folk Roots Blues chart and is available now for streaming or purchase on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else you get great music today. Check out the new EP from Lana Winterholt, Hold On To Me, which was fully conceived, recorded, and released in quarantine. Six tracks with a range of sounds from lo-fi beats to acoustic, pop to instrumental ballads, yet uniquely Lana Winterholt sound. All sales from digital downloads on Bandcamp and physical CDs will be donated to organizations who are committed to working against racism. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Remote calls as usual at this point. And I have someone on the show who hasn't been on before, which is, you know, obviously that happens a lot. But I feel like especially now that I'm doing these remote calls, I am getting a lot of people back on for kind of second or third appearances on the shows. So it's nice to have someone new uh, as always. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background into what it is you do musically and we can take it from there. Yeah, um, my name is Habs. I sing, I write songs, I do all the song stuff and the music stuff, and I perform, and I've been doing it for probably maybe three years now, so I'm just a baby. <laughs> no, that's cool, that's cool. I think that um, that's actually one of the best things about doing this show, because you know, I've been doing it for a long time now, and I get to meet people from all different musical backgrounds and just across the age spectrum. Like I got to have someone who's 18 and someone who's 75, like within the same week on the show, which is kind of cool. So um, just so I can kind of place you in my mental Rolodex, uh, like what is your background in the local music scene? Were there artists that you kind of came up as a fan of and that inspired you to do what you do? Um, so actually kind of popped up out of nowhere. I feel like I want to say I like finessed my way into opportunities and then it kind of just expanded from there um so like i'm the type of person that if i want something i will do it and if i can't i'll find a way to do it so for example i started i really always wanted to record music my whole life and i in high school i actually won this talent show competition thing that was going on so and they got me like the prize was actually a pretty cool prize it was I got to go to a recording studio and record three songs. And that was my first time in a studio. Cool. And after that, I kind of just wanted to continue, but I knew nobody. I had no resources or anything. And if you don't really know anyone to get a song professionally recorded, is like thousand dollars. Like sure. starting. <laughs> it's expensive. So especially for like someone that's 12 years old. So um, I got, this usb mic and i started recording covers and stuff like that and just putting them on soundcloud and they sounded truly terrible i'm not gonna lie but um people saw that i was trying i think and so that kind of got me to um like a couple artists hit me up and wanted me on hooks and stuff like that so i kind of got into the scene that way okay was your entry point kind of through the Winnipeg hip-hop scene? Because, I, I mean, I, I know it's kind of hard to define what you do, I think, as it is with a lot of people, but you're definitely an R&B artist with probably a bunch of hyphens, you know, connected to other genres. But was the was the hip-hop scene kind of your, your in to Winnipeg's music community? Or, because there's not really that much of an R&B scene on its own. It always seems kind of like it's partnered up with different other genres, right? Yeah, 
Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, it was the hip-hop scene, yeah. Um, big love to the hip-hop scene here because I actually started with... I was I started singing back up with an artist, Bentamana, and then I was... Um, from there, I kind of started doing like hooks and features and stuff for people, but the first person I actually really recorded songs with was Pashawn Kelly, he now goes back and we kind of had a little collab project going on for a while and that got me to actually do shows because i actually had songs to sing and um it just made me a little bit more credible and i built my i guess network from there and, and just like met a bunch of people through that and cool. it was one of my people in the hip-hop scene was that something you were into before like uh, are you a big hip-hop fan as a listener I was, yeah. It's really weird because as a musician, I didn't really listen to a whole lot of music growing up. Like, my parents never listened to music. Um, which was No, at all. And I actually asked them recently why. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> everybody listens to music. Like, what, what were you guys yeah. doing? And I guess they just, like, didn't have the same taste in music. So they would just listen on their own time. And I never was there for that. So... I when I started actually got getting like into I got like a Walkman and all those you know nineties yep. um, devices and I started actually listening to music. It was primarily hip hop and R and B and and all that. Cool. Well, are there certain artists that kind of inspired you? Uh, like, what were you listening? What was on the Walkman at that point? <laughs> well, on the Walkman, I actually don't even remember. That was such a long time ago. I think just it was the classics at that time because I just like had no grasp really like I didn't have internet or really um yeah any of that so it was mostly what what I knew and what other people knew and then when I when LimeWire became a thing (laughs) it was a lot of I think Mac Miller was like the first artist that I actually really found as like a role model because I didn't really have Like, one thing that really stood out to me about him was that he was basically my role model at the time. I didn't have anyone else. Um, And that's who I chose to look up to. And it was a good choice because I feel like we kind of grew up together in a way. Like, as he grew, I also grew. And, like, you can just tell in his music, like, his, his earlier songs are more, I guess, about like partying and stuff like that, which is what I was into at the time. And then it kind of gets a little bit deeper and as it goes on. So I really related to that and it was just good timing. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I kind of like that when you can, you can latch onto an artist who is around the same age or, or is going through the same things and then you can, yeah, as they progress, you can sort of grow with them rather than some people who, you know, you'll be really into them when you're say 15 and then as soon as you turn 16, you hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. they get stuck in that one time and place and it kind of ruins it for, for going forward. But yeah, that's cool. So, exactly. I was listening to your EP and uh, the one you have out now and uh, I think that, like, I, was, I didn't know what I was expecting because I'd seen your name associated with the hip-hop scene and I, I, I knew that you did R&B of some type. <laughs> and, like, I have this this issue and this is, this is definitely, like, uh, my age thing, but whenever I have, I'm always hesitant to have people on the show who are 
younger than me and doing hip-hop related genres because I love hip-hop. I, I went to tons of rap shows in my teens and 20s and everything else. And the stuff that comes out now, a lot of it, I just I just don't get. And so I'm just, I'm very hesitant. And I know that's like, you know, it's not for me. It's meant for a younger audience. And, uh, you know, I'm a dad. I was almost 40. Like, it's not, <laughs> I'm not the crowd for it. But uh, I'm often pleasantly surprised when I do listen to some newer stuff because I th- I come in thinking, oh, it's going to be terrible. Uh, not that I was thinking that with yours, but you know what I mean, right? I have this bias. And so, like, when I heard well, yours... You... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. If you keep your standards low, then I feel like your disappointment level will be very minimal. <laughs> true, that's true. That's true. But when I was listening to you, what, what you what you have on that EP, I mean, it's first of all, it wasn't at all that kind of stuff that I have this mental block against. <laughs> but it was, uh, I mean, like the the beats are super cool, very atmospheric, and uh, like almost um, parts of it were almost kind of trip hoppy at times. It seemed, and and like you know, the the vocals were really cool, and it was very. Uh, I think really atmospheric is maybe the best word to describe it. Like it seems like everything is kind of floating around in the ether, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I really dug it. So like, what is the influence for that kind of sound? That kind of like, um, yeah, that it seems more like a like a feeling than uh, than a song, if that makes sense. Like it definitely some of the tracks came out as as more of like a a unified sort of emotion rather than just like verse chorus verse. Yeah, that's the greatest thing anyone could say. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that it's like a feeling and you're just like floating around. That's definitely how I felt when I was writing it. Good, good. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, a lot of it was just based on mostly like human connection. And I just met a lot of really cool people uh, around that time. And it was just a time where I was changing a lot as a person like I feel I always talk about this I feel like I died like five times probably oh, wow. within the time frame of writing it um and so it was just really interesting for me to experiment with something new because I've never actually really done something like that um especially with the production and the the beat production and everything mm-hmm. so, yeah it was mostly basically I felt like I was floating the whole time that I was writing it so it was that kind of that kind of vibe for sure did you uh I, well first of all who, who who produced that like who made the beats for, for that for that record um the first song exotic exotic and take care were uh produced by actually somebody that I met a, when I at my first show that I ever did actually in the within the hip-hop type scene I guess sure. in Brandon um his name's Oliver Schminke, and um, he produced a few of my tracks. He also produced Cap, but he's been, he's a good friend of mine, and he's been, we've been working alongside each other for a while now, and so he produced those two, and Fuck Your Money was produced by Dre, who is also a longtime homie that I met close to the beginning of when I first okay. started doing this Sean Kelly. And Dangerous was kind of, Dangerous is the last track, and it was, it wasn't supposed to be part of it, it was only supposed to be three songs originally, but then Stumbles, um, aka Face the Producer, he showed me this beat, and I really loved it, and I just, it's like one of those beats that you just kind of write to without even trying to write to, it just kind of flows out, and it just was one of those kismet things that worked out, and uh, we decided to use it. Cool. 
name a couple places could go. I can name a couple things that I take it, you and tie this song. Take it, you don't come here much. Heard she bought a home, paid for the rent. Know how to treat a good thing. That's just on some Gucci shit. Never bought a Gucci fit. Building on that investment on a Sunday. Remember when I had a dollar, turning dollars into thousands. Walking the room like I'm the man, but I'm a lady. Good afternoon for lemonade that I made. With what you gave me, still tired of being patient. Dangerous, yeah. This could be, this could be like my attention. This ain't free. Impossible to comprehend. Don't you come inside and forget who I am? James, both do we dead? You running out my bed? Don't think we should be friends. It's hard to be a boss, baby, but somebody's gotta do it, baby. All of you. Something good. Felt a thing I wasn't supposed to. Is there something particular you're looking for when, when when choosing a beat? Like, what what is it about a beat that sort of appeals to you as something you want to write to? I don't think that's even something that I can consciously know. I feel like it just because it also depends on the mood I'm in. Like lately, my beats, the beats that I've been picking, have been different than that. They're always changing. So it first of all depends on the mood and. Yeah, I don't think that's something that I can consciously even answer. I think it's a, a lot of subconscious stuff going on. <laughs> okay, okay, just something something clicks with it, I guess, right? Yeah, you just kind of know, for me at least. Have you, uh, I mean, I, I know you said like from the outset you've been doing this for maybe three years now, which is, you know, I guess in the scheme of things, not a very long time, um, you know, as far as local musicians, some of them have been doing it for like 40 years, right? But what is sort of your... Um, what is your ambition with with this project? What what do you hope to do? I know you have more music coming out in the near future, but what's sort of your 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 plan? Do you have did you come into this with an idea that you want to accomplish something in particular or is it just you're going to create when the creation happens, I guess? Do you mean in the general scheme of things or yeah, just just, with, with... just as an artist, as an artist, what do you have do you have a goal as a musician that you kind of are hoping to achieve and are working towards? Yeah, I kind of want to so similarly to how 
Mac Miller was a role model to me. I want to be able to be a role model to people that maybe don't have one and encourage people to, especially young women, to be mm-hmm. independent thinkers and to, you know, think critically even and um, not be afraid to to be weird and to, you know, dress how they want and be extra and all that stuff. Okay. Is that something that you just kind of want to accomplish by just doing that yourself and sort of being there as an option for someone to see, oh, hey, look, this is, I can do this. Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, I think the idea for me is I want it. that's an idea that I've wanted to incorporate into my life with whatever I do. Um, And music is just something that works for me um, and has been working. So, and it's something that I obviously enjoy and love and, uh, yeah, so that's in the, I guess, larger scale. That's what my goal would be as an artist. As, as far as music that you're working on now, um, what have you? I guess have you have you had any major sort of uh, changes as far as sonically as far as what you're hoping to do um, with new with new music? I mean, I know you have. We talked about those kind of uh, very emotional swirling everywhere <laughs> sort of sounds on that <laughs> that previous EP, right? But like, is there something on the new stuff you're working on that that has changed? Have you seen like a shift in whether it's subject matter you're writing about or or moods or just kind of overall sonics? Yeah, I think the the overall mood and the overall vibe is is very um, intentional. And if that makes sense, like I want when people hear it, I want them to be able to I want their mood to be able to change to what I felt when I was writing it. And I'm trying to make everything kind of feel good and but still real. But also I'm, I'm a very like optimistic person, I guess. But within reason, like I'm still realistic, but I think it's it's important to kind of take everything, every experience with a grain of salt and just be like, okay, well, this happened. So what am I going to do about it now? Am I going to sit around? And I mean, it's important to sometimes sit around and feel your feelings, but also, you know, make good out of it and, and turn like there's so many ways that you can write a song. You can even like taking one experience, you could make it really um really sad or you can kind of turn it around and still make the lyrics what you want them to be but the overall feel kind of um optimistic like like you'll be okay like everything will be okay does that make sense it does yeah it does no it definitely does so i mean if you're writing about something that's this personal or, or very emotional uh what is kind of how do you feel once you have that out there? I mean, you know, obviously there's like some level of catharsis to recording something that has, you know, a personal impact on you, whatever that might be. But once that's out there, do you kind of feel like it's out of your hands at that point? Like it's up to kind of the listener to get whatever emotions they can pull out of it? Or are you hoping that they kind of get inside your head and then sort of feel what you were feeling when you wrote it? No, I think I like the idea of everyone... Um, bringing their own experiences to it and I don't expect anyone to get into my head Um, but yeah I do hope to convey like an overall feeling like I just I think as an artist I want my stuff to to encourage people to or like to to let people know that everything's going to be okay like regardless and and it's cool too when people write really sad songs like I love the songs that sometimes just get me into my feelings but um, for me, that's that's not where I'm trying to go with it. I'm just trying to um, 
I guess let everyone know that there's you have a choice in in how you live, I guess, and <laughs> if we're being general. dealt with the pandemic as, as an artist i mean you know everyone's sort of uh, been affected by this differently whether it's people canceling shows or or canceling recording or releases or tours or whatever uh, and other people have just got along just fine like what has your experience been you know as a as an artist dealing with this once in a lifetime hopefully situation yeah um i think i did have to cancel a show we were gonna do a me and Stumbles. I don't know if you're familiar with Stumbles, but I've heard the he name, is. Yeah. yeah, so he's actually who uh, mixed and mastered and also produced the beat for Dangerous. Okay. And we, I work a lot with him. We are part of actually a collective called Easy Click. So there's three of us, but Stumbles is one of the members. And me and him both released 
an album in February or like projects in February. So we wanted to do like a joint album celebration type show. So that was canceled. And I think that with that, like we're probably just going to reschedule that for 2021. But I think for stuff like that, that's just out of your control. It's obviously be sad about it. Um, but I don't like to dwell on things that I can't control. So I tried to take the whole situation and turn it around as best as I could and be like, okay, well, what is the lesson to be learned here? What can I do with my time to be productive and to use this time wisely? Because when it first started and everything shut down and, and work shut down and everything like that, I was kind of relieved in a way because I felt like I finally had time for the first time in so long and there were so many things that I wanted to get done and then I started getting them done and like the first week I was just like so motivated weirdly and I don't I feel even weird saying that because I I don't know I feel almost selfish saying that because I, I was motivated though that was just the reality and um I was trying to also be there for people in my life, but um, I think I just <laughs> went overboard and I just did too much. And then the second week I was burnt out. So it kind of went into this like roller coaster, which I think is normal. I think a lot of people experience that, but I, I meditate a lot. So I spent a lot of time meditating and um, moving my body and making sure that I'm like still kind of having some kind of routine of, yeah. of what I would do on a normal day, just to kind of have some kind of normal. So yeah. How has it been for your creativity? Have you found a lot of uh, opportunities to write or have you been sort of skipping that? I was worried about that at first because I always thought that for creativity to come through, I would have to experience things. Um, But what I realized is that when I meditate, I just get ideas like ideas just flow to me when I meditate and it's this weird phenomenon but it's amazing because I was doing so much of it and so I was so inspired and I was also reading and Mm. and I got to watch all the videos that I wanted to watch and so I was able to be creative actually so do you have a bunch of stuff that was written during this pandemic that you're hoping to eventually put put into the world yeah Yeah, I have like, well, I started, there was no studios open. So I was forced to um, set up a studio in my home finally, because I had all the stuff for it for like a year. And I just always kept putting it off. Because you could go, I kind of like, as soon as I got a studio in my place, I realized that I like recording with other people in other studios. (laughs) Like I like (laughs) Like getting out of my house and going to a studio and seeing my friends and you know being creative there but uh, with this situation I set one up in my home and I was I learned how to use like how to record myself and and all that so I've been actually recording a lot of music which cool. was cool yeah that is awesome yeah it's it's good that you I mean the fact that you're a solo artist too right you can you can do that I mean a lot of people you know you got a five person band you can't meet because quarantine is happening so you have I guess a benefit there of being able to work on stuff on your own time yeah exactly I feel very lucky in that way yeah um so you have some other stuff that you've you've recorded that that you're hoping to put out in the relatively near future what can you tell me about that 
Yeah, so that song is gonna be called I Must Really Like You, and I actually wrote it with two other people at a songwriting retreat, I guess. Oh, cool, okay. It was a Manitoba music thing, so they arranged it. It was last summer. We went to these cabins, and we had a week or so, or a few days of writing songs, and one of the songs was this one that came out of it and I was really surprised because I didn't think I would like come out of it with a song that I wanted to use but mm-hmm. um, it was really cool how it how it worked out because we the last it was on the last day so we had groups different groups every day and on the last day it was the three of us that were actually living in the same cabin for that week and so we I think yeah it worked out really well we were just talking about what we were all kind of going through at the time and so there was that personal aspect and then it just became this song which is actually one of my favorite songs to date i think that i cool. put out that's a cool backstory behind it too i i think they do that every year right that cabin thing i've definitely heard about that before yeah i think they're doing it again this year but it's um online yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense for sure yeah so what, yeah uh do you have an idea of when that's going to come out i mean i know it, you you're saying it was supposed to come out a bit earlier but it's got delayed right yeah it was supposed to be out actually a couple of days ago but uh it just wasn't right and i want it to be right yeah so i'm being patient and i'm letting um it's it's being remixed and remastered at the moment so it's kind of out of my hands um, in that way. So I'm hoping for end of September. Okay. Or mid, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> right. Sometime towards the fall, though. Yes. Yeah. Fall, for sure. Is that part of a larger release or is it just going to be the one single? I'm just working on singles right now. So there's definitely going to be some singles to follow it, which I'm also working on. Um, but... As for like an actual cohesive project, I, I think right now singles is the move. Okay. Is that just because of the way music tends to be consumed now? I mean, everyone's sort of just grabbing one song at a time? 100%, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that how you listen? Like as a, as a listener? Is that how you consume music as well? It depends. I think for artists that are well-known, like artists that I've been following for a while, I'm always excited to for a whole album because yeah. then there's a whole content. But for artists that I'm just kind of hearing of, then having a single, it just makes me... Because if it's a whole album, I get overwhelmed and I'm like, I don't know which one to listen to. So if it's singles, then it kind of just tells me what to listen to. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Way, way high to the place of the view. 
face with the view I play nice if you play nice Don't count on me otherwise How much longer till you close Just a couple miles Oops, thought I hide And just love through my fingers Don't be a trip I can tell that you went to it How do you make your single stand out, right? Because everyone, most people are listening the way you listen, where they're they're picking an individual song, probably to see if they if they dig it, and then if they do, they might find more. So, how, with everyone and their dog having a home studio, like you know, and releasing stuff online, how how do you make yourself stand out? I mean, that's got to be one of the biggest challenges with the way the music industry is right now, right? Yeah, exactly. I think a big big aspect of standing out is actually being how you want to be like not trying to be what you think everyone else wants you to be and that's something I kind of learned the hard way (laughs) because I've always been a people pleaser all my life sure um now I'm kind of finally molding into that um I guess unique aspect of myself and I think it's also important having a team that will be honest with you because I I think it's important to be able to have people on your team that will tell you if this needs something else or like if you even need to redo the whole song and I'll never get offended or anything like that because it I asked for their opinion you know and I that's why they're on my team because or even even people that aren't on my team like I'll reach out to and people that I you know value their opinion so I think reaching out to people is important to kind of get the song right yeah do, do you think that there's there's a lot of people who are maybe not doing that unique... I, I guess maybe a better way to word this is is one of the things that comes up on this show all the time, whether I'm talking to a country singer or a metal band or a punk band or a folk singer, whatever, uh, is that Winnipeg and Manitoba in general seems to... People have really good bullshit detectors. Like, people can definitely pick out if someone is being inauthentic or is presenting themselves in a way that's not themselves like I, I maybe it's like that in other cities too but winnipeg definitely seems like very strong in the sense of they want someone to be real and they want someone to be honest and they can they can tell when you're faking it right do you feel that as well that winnipeg kind of people here want the genuine article from a musician that's interesting i never actually thought of that i never saw winnipeg as like the place that kind of could call that out 
So I don't know how to answer that. I feel like there's, I feel like it's a, a human thing for just people to know. Yeah. And, and I always think that it sounds better. You can like the song, if an artist is being real in a song versus if they're not being so real or not being so vulnerable, it, the vulnerable song always sounds better in my opinion. True. Yeah, no, for sure. And I guess the reason that this has come up with other our styles of music too, is that I think there's a lot of people, I mean, hip hop's a great example, right? There's, there's people in Winnipeg, you know, past and present who, who rap and sound like they're from Winnipeg. And then there's people who from Winnipeg who rap and are trying really hard to sound like they're from New York or LA or Georgia or whatever. Right. And I think that I've always liked the ones that sound like they're from Winnipeg. And I don't know if that's just a personal preference, but it seems more honest if you're talking about something that is, is your personal experience in the city you're from rather than here's a sound I heard on someone else's record. I'm going to emulate it kind of note for note. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of like subconscious emulation. Like there's a lot of things I'll do and I won't even notice that I'm doing them. And then I'll hear something that sounds like that or like a lyric that sounds like that. And I'll be like, Oh my God, this is a (laughs) subconscious mystery solved. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Because, that must have been where I got it because, you know, like we're, we're taking inspiration all the time subconsciously, like everything that we consume. And that's why um, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but that's why I think it's important to have like, um, I guess to consciously consume the media that you're consuming and to like, I'm very (laughs) specific with, with what I actually consume and who I follow and stuff like that. And I just always want to be, um, wanted to be someone that I'm either learning from or look up to or, um, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. do you think that's always a bad thing, though, if, if if something like that seeps in? I mean, I imagine a lot of the time an influence can subconsciously sneak into a, a song you're working on, for example, and it, it maybe sounds good. And maybe it's nice to sort of recognize that, oh, that's where that came from. Like, do you do you are you happy when that happens or is it kind of like, oh, man, this is this came through too much? I'm not necessarily happy. I'm not sad. It's just like a moment. Okay, <laughs> it's sure, just a sure. moment of reflection. You're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and and that's just how it is. And I think you can tell when someone is like consciously trying to sound like someone else or something else or something that they're not. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's where it comes across as fake. When someone's going out of their way to sound like someone else, for sure. So if people want to hear you sound like you, what is the best option for them to find your music and maybe follow you for up- upcoming show information, assuming shows ever happen again? Um, well, I'm actually working on a website right now, so that's going to be um, out soon. But you'll probably be able to find the link to my website and my usually Instagram is like the the number one for me that I update the most frequently. Okay. And then as far as... Is- sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I no, think, that's okay. Go right, ahead. I think we just cut each other off. But um, as far as hearing your, your your previously recorded stuff, what's the best choice for that? I mean, I assume you have it on all the streaming services, and uh, I was listening on Bandcamp myself because I'm old and stuck oh. stuck in my ways. But what's I mean, like, do you have a preference for how you'd like people to find it, or is it just whatever system they use? Whatever works for you. Um, that's cool that you're listening to Bandcamp because I just actually set that up during the whole quarantine. Oh, <laughs> I was nice. like, I should probably <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere just under halves like spotify apple music you know all the all the things cool
Baby, don't. 